thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, Dapper Data. What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion. With your host, as always, Dapper Data. Um, today, I got, we're going to get a little bit more technical today. You know, usually I, I bring on some people that's not as technical, but uh, we talk about how data is really impacting their lives. Um, but this is more going to be about a discussion, right? You know, uh, we have, we touched on data science, data mining. I did a little bit on programming as well. And so I brought on two beast programmers, beast mode programmers. I brought, I brought these two guys on. Um, I've known them for a long time. Um, I want to introduce y'all to my boys, Brian Lofton and Tyrell Flurry. Say what's up, y'all. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, so so to this day, man, I'm I'm telling you, I always reach out to these guys for anything related to programming. You can tell them, you can they can tell you they can tell you the truth about the fact that I always reach out to them. Uh, no matter the language I'm dealing with, no matter if I have any any programming questions, it don't matter. Um, but I met these two guys at Bowie State University. Um, again, this is another BSU alumni group right here. Uh, we we were all computer science majors, actually. Uh, they were probably better than me, of course, you know. But now I'm better than them. Uh, well, <laughs> well, well, I get too deep into that, you know. But they'll they'll school y'all a little bit about some programming stuff. But uh, Brian. Uh, that you see, you probably see him at the top. Go ahead, wave, Brian. <laughs> so, Brian, man, I met this dude back. Uh, uh, did we meet each other? We didn't meet each other. We met each other freshman year. I've known him since yeah. freshman year. Freshman year. But we became roommates, actually. Uh, we was on the same side as each other. Yeah. And um, so we were roommates at Bowie State. When was that? Was that sophomore, sophomore year? year? Yeah, sophomore year. Yeah, that was sophomore year. So that was probably about 2000. Four time frame, like five years, four or five years, yeah, yeah, maybe four. That's when uh, we had these dorms calling Holmes Hall. No, 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 that was that Holmes Hall, no, Bowie Place, Bowie Place, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had Bowie Place, and from there, we uh, we we were actually we you can put four people in a room, but it was uh, we were on the same side, you know, and um, and so we used to always, I think we would compete sometimes on like some of the grades and things like that, you know, and then we just had a good time, man, for real, you know, but, yeah. but uh, this dude, uh, I've known him, since I've known him, he's always loved like programming and development and stuff, you know, he can tell you a little bit about himself, but uh, funny story with this guy, I, um, we were in class one time and I was actually online, so he's, he's a Kappa too, I'm a Kappa, uh, but during my time, I, I was, I was going through the process uh, uh, before him, and and so I'm a little older than him in the in the Kappa uh, realm, uh, but but I was tired, I was exhausted, you know, all the studying and everything for for Kappa and stuff, the late night studying and all that good stuff. And um, so I was exhausted, and and then the next day we had a uh, we had a test. I don't know, was it a test? Yeah, it was a test. So we had a test, and and during the test I was falling asleep. <laughs> I was like knocked out over that day, man. So I was falling asleep. And then, and then, uh, and then, and then Brian actually looked out for me a little bit, you know, a lot of it. Uh, actually, <laughs> he took the test and slid it over, 
and and kind of help me out, you know. So I'm not all good. I'm not the greatest guy ever, you know, as far as when it comes down to all that stuff. But you know, that's a that's a story, man. You know, for y'all and stuff, man. Just because I'm in data science and I talk about all this stuff that I that I know, you know, I did have some help along the way. You know, just <laughs> let y'all know, you know. Um, and and so I actually think he he encouraged me to continue with computer science because I wasn't about to uh, continue with computer science. So. Um, but yeah, you know, so I bring Brian on the Brian on here uh, right now, and then Tyrell, man, Tyrell, raise your hand, man, raise your hand, wave your hand. <laughs> yeah, Tyrell, man, it's my other boy, man. You know, uh, we went to we went to Bowie State University as well, and I actually didn't know him. I didn't get to know him, know him until probably senior year of college or like after that. You know, then we became closer amongst like about eight or nine of us. Um, but before that, I've known him uh, probably about a year or two, uh, just n- knew of him. Uh, he was closer to one of our uh, one of our other buddies for about a year or two after I met Brian. So probably about maybe sophomore, junior year time frame, um, I got a chance to, um, to meet him and stuff. And uh, again, we got closer around the senior year and then afterwards and stuff, you know, but I definitely ping him a lot from a programming standpoint as well. And uh, a funny story with this guy, man, like uh, this might be even I don't know, funnier than, than the other one. This one, you know, it, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate you Tyrell for this. Just let you know, <laughs> man. I don't hate you for this at all, man, but just let you know, you know, I still love you and everything, you know, but I, I remember this to this day, you know, uh, when I was during my lazy times, I was at Bowie State, I was a programmer. Well, I was I was a computer science major. I wasn't a programmer. I'm still not a programmer. But uh, uh, during that time, uh, we had a, an, an exam, and Tyrell, uh, it might have been a take home or something like that. And I, was it a take home, Tyrell? You think? I, I think so. Okay, okay. So it was it, during that time. Tyrell was actually uh, he was one of the probably best in that class. Um, and uh, Brian wasn't in the class, but, you know, he let them com- compete. You know, you think one of them might be better than the other. They they always talk about it. But Tyrell was like, you know, he was sitting there studying and everything for the exam or trying to take the test. And I was trying to squeeze some, like, information out of this guy, man. I was trying to, like, get some help on the exam. I actually was trying to just get the answer. Right? <laughs> I was like, I was like, look, man, you know, I was like, yeah, so, uh, you know, what do you, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And so he was like, yeah. Uh, so he just kept everything short. You know, the dude wasn't trying to give us any information. And uh, I w- I, we was just talking about this earlier. I went to Brian. And Brian was like, uh, I, I had to tell him the whole story. I was like, man, this dude ain't trying to give me nothing. You know what I'm saying? He ain't trying to give me no information and stuff. But, you know, those things, man, I learned from both of them, being able to kind of uh, do your own stuff. You know, you learn better from your own work and everything. And uh, so it taught me some viable lessons. But, you know, I, uh, I'll get off, you know, my whole uh, story mode and everything. But, uh, Brian, man, you know, tell him a little bit about yourself, man, you know. Sure. Hey, <clears throat> hey, how you doing, everybody? I'm uh, Brian Lofton, um, software engineer. Been uh, doing this for basically all my life, uh, since like elementary school, to be honest. Um, it was just something I was uh, destined to do, uh, uh, I guess. Um, right now, I um, work as a federal contractor. Um, I'm what you consider a full stack developer. I do UI, backend, um, pretty much anything. Um, just put a language or some code or anything in front of me and I'll understand it and figure it out. Um, that's pretty much it. I, um, 
bachelor's degree from Bowie State, uh, master's from Johns Hopkins, both in computer science. Um, but yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's dope though, because you kind of stuck with it your whole life. Yep. And and, and uh, did you have you had an internship too when you time you was dealing with some stoplights or something like that? Oh well, yeah. Yeah, that was with the city, uh, the city of Bowie. Um, uh, they, it was, um, it was some geographical software they had where they were trying to map out all the street lights, the fire hydrants, all these different markers and things, and some of the uh, property lines for uh, the the city, I guess. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was an interesting time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Tyrell, man, you know, like you, you kind of been doing the same thing, man. Tell them, tell them a little bit about yourself, man. All right. Um, so my name is Tyrell Flurry. Uh, my first experience with developing was, I think, my junior year of high school. Hmm. Um, had this teacher. She was terrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she literally just um, photocopied pages of the book of the C++ class. Uh, uh, wait, you, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, programming. My bad. You, yeah, programming. In high school, like they were teaching y'all a course or something. Yeah, there, we had a computer science or programming mm-hmm. course. Uh, uh-huh. I think we only had one or two of them, but but we had it. Okay. But uh-huh. um, yeah, she would just hand out copies of the book or pa- copies of pages from the book, and then we were supposed to just go through these pages and and I guess figure everything out ourselves. And the whole time she's just sitting uh, at her desk just writing. I don't know what she was writing, but it, it always looked <laughs> like she was writing a book or something. But uh. <laughs> Got to see in that class, barely made it out. Hey. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and then I went to Bowie State, um, uh, got my degree in computer science, did a lot better there when, you know, the professors actually cared about uh, what mm-hmm. they were doing. Yeah. And um, also went to Johns Hopkins for my master's in computer science. Graduated in 2009 and been a software engineer ever since. Um, Right now, I'm currently doing full stack development as well, uh, working with a little bit of Angular and uh, Java on the back end. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So what made you, Tyrell, go to, uh, I mean, that was a bad experience, like, yeah. in high school, uh, bro. So I'm like, you know, if I went through something like that, I don't know if that's yeah. going to make me continue and stuff. Did that, did, right. that, did that give you more? Did you say, all right, well, it, it got to be better than what she giving me over here? I mean, honestly, so in high school, it was called, I think it was called like computer programming or something like that. Mm-hmm. So when I got to Bowie State, I guess it's sort of like twofold. So, hey, thankfully, there weren't that many majors to choose from at Bowie State. <laughs> right. I went to University of Maryland. I already did something else that sounded interesting. <laughs> and um, these computer science. So I saw computer science and I didn't connect it to until I started really looking at the curriculum. But it was already too late. I had already selected computer science. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing that sounded interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, ended up oh, yeah, there. Yeah. Can we all agree that money plays some slight factor in this? Is that is that is that did it did it play a factor in y'all at all? You know what? I I think it it did from a very young age, only because I knew um, from the early on that Bill Gates was super rich. <laughs> I just knew he was super rich. But, but I also, I mean, it, it was definitely that, but it was also just the interest in it. Like I, I actually genuinely enjoy um, uh, writing code. So um, it was a win-win situation, you know what I mean? 
Right, right, right. What about you? Was money a factor at all, Tyrell? I, I would say it wasn't because, like I said, I wasn't. I didn't really know what it was when I was uh, selecting it as my major, computer science, and I didn't really find out probably until my junior senior year. Uh, well, I guess my first internship uh, was my yeah my junior year, so that's when right. I started finding out how much money was in it. I would say that's probably like a, a a nugget right there or a gem right there. Like when you go to college, if you're interested in computer science without the money being an issue and stuff like that, then I think that's definitely a good a good thing to go into because you got passion involved, you know, and you're mm-hmm. interested in. But for me, I know that money played a factor. And so that's why I was uh I was terrible from the beginning and stuff, you know, because a lot of times, you know, people I had a teacher, I had a mentor that actually told me you know, if you if you want to do computer science, don't do it for the money. You know, do it because you're passionate about it. And so I actually had to actually go back and realize that, all right, this is something I want to do. You know, because if I didn't, if I didn't want to do it with my career, if I, it wasn't something, I mean, that's something you really got to be passionate about. You can't just wing it throughout the whole time. It don't matter what school you go to, I don't think. I think you just, you know, you got to really love it enough to make it through, you know, college at least you know, for computer science and stuff, you know. So I think that's something that's important to understand. But, you know, as y'all know, like I'm, as everybody knows, the audience and stuff know, they, they know that I'm into data science pretty heavy. And I always talk about there's different like areas of data science. So you talk about like, uh, uh, you got mathematics, you got statistics, you got data visualization, so you got Tableau and all that good stuff or whatever. But you also got programming, you know, and programming is, is huge in that area with big data, huge with uh, data science and things like that. And so, you know, I definitely want you all to, to provide some insight into this along the way while we're, while we're going through this process, um, while we're going through this interview. Um, and so big data, you know, how do you see big data um, impacting the program industry? You know, because we have, you have data warehousing in there that ties in with like big data analytics, you know, and they always talk about big data. You know, and, and they use that buzzword all the time. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, who goes first, but what's your thoughts on, you know, big data and, and, and how it impacts uh, the programming industry? Um, well, I think it, it has um, a big impact on the uh, software developmental programming industry. I mean, um, if you look at most of the tools, a lot of these tools, uh, let's say, um, you know, you have Hadoop, um, Spark, um, and you name them. They're all backed by some, a lot of times, by some um, some type of programming language, whether if you take Spark, for example, uh, Scala, uh, Java, um, there's probably other language you can, you can use for it. But um, essentially, a lot of times, you'll need developers to create these, um, maybe these special queries or... Um, 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 anything that you want to aggregate something you may want to aggregate data any thing that you could possibly think of a lot of times it takes some type of programming to actually um get the full capability out of a lot of these tools so um i think it had a major impact i mean uh a lot of jobs specifically want um you know uh big data developers or or developers that are familiar with a lot of these tools so that they can utilize them um, appropriately. Right, right. Now, that's a great point, man, because um, like big data, 
has evolved because you think about like those traditional databases, they couldn't really hang with the data that was there. Mm-hmm. And so like now you're bringing in developers who understand databases, you bring in developers who just understand multiple languages and you're asking them to, um, to now um, have a play in this big data. And I mean, we all know, I mean, all year data, 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 everywhere you go, it doesn't matter what you went into a job for, you hear it, you know? And so um, it's really making a big impact and stuff to the industry. And uh, so what's your, what's your thoughts, Tyrell? What do you, what do you think about as far as how it's impacting the programming industry? Yeah, it's definitely a, a huge impact on the programming industry. Um, like Brian said, there's a lot of jobs out there that want people who are uh, familiar with big data, familiar with uh, um, uh, tools like Hadoop. Mm-hmm. Um, in my last job, I was actually writing um, analytics against big data, mm-hmm. uh, mm. which I can go into detail, but yeah, go ahead. Um, no, I'm saying I wish I could. Oh, you, you wish you could. Oh, yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, but I mean, with big data, the, the data basically, you know, it provides valuable insights into, uh, I guess, whatever your domain is that you wouldn't be able to get otherwise. I mean, if you look at the data, you know, piece by piece, you might not be able to connect these pieces, but um, using big data and right analytics on top of the big data, uh, you're able to, you know, process this data and, like Brian said, aggregate the data to right. provide you an answer to whatever questions you have. Right, right. Now, that's a great point, man. And and what I when I look at data, big data is just data, you know, but it's a lot of right. it, right? You know, right. and so as it begins to grow and continue to grow, because we're talking about, I mean, exabytes, we're talking about, uh, what are you, what's the next level, Zeta, zettabytes or something? What is, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, exabytes is, is pretty big. That's a lot, yeah, exactly, you know, that's a lot. Yodabytes. Yeah, exactly, right, you know, it's it's a ridiculous amount of data and it's only gonna continue to grow. Yeah. You know? yeah. And um, and so being able to do it, that you got, you got data that you got to figure out some data that's important to you, some data that's not important. Yeah, you got to kind of do the mining between, find some of those unique cases and stuff in there. And that's what they're using a lot of programmers to do, right? Because once you, I mean, y'all can probably uh, state, y'all, I mean, I don't know if y'all, if, y'all, if y'all think this way too, but I think, um, and y'all can shed some light on this, like once, y'all, once you learn one language, you learn a foundation. I mean, do you think that you can probably learn, learn multiple languages easier? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, personally for me, um, that's, that's been the case. I, yeah, I'm, I want to tread lightly when I say that, but uh, <laughs> I think uh, I've, I've been able to, um, and again, this is just my personal experience, just being able to right. pick up um, any language quick or, uh, or unfamiliar language quick, just based on maybe the, uh, the foundation that I've learned and programming in general. A lot of times I'll just simply look for patterns or um, things that are slightly familiar and, and, and figure it out from there. But I think, um, I think you're right. I think that, yeah, you know, you, if you learn one language, um, it can be a segue or it can make it easy. It'll definitely make it easier for you to, uh, you know, pick up other languages. Right, right, right. What about you, Tyrell, you think the same? Uh, yep, it's definitely, um, I mean, especially as you get more and more experience, you know, you kind of realize that it's, at the end of the day, you just need to know the logic behind what you're trying to do. Correct. And then you can figure out everything else from there. Um, for example, like I said, I've been doing Angular on my current 
project and uh, I just learned that I guess on this project then I started messing with react uh, in my mm-hmm. downtime and it didn't take me much time to pick up react because of um, my experience with angular yep. uh, uh, and concepts right yeah that makes a lot of sense man like like as long as you had a solid foundation of programming and stuff then it's easier for you to pick up languages even if it even if it's a language like y'all talk about front end back end mm-hmm. you know right. things like that it's just a language right you know and so you you're you once you start you know and that's what your passion is you're interested in, in, in it you know i mean there are some that's probably easier to pick up initially than others right like we we can talk about a little bit later you know python mm-hmm. you know you talk about that that's one that's like easier or something you know for me it was um but then uh by me i didn't start off with python you know in school with us you know it was like java was the main thing mm-hmm. you know which i can tell you right now i don't even know where to start with java for real <laughs> because <laughs> because i done went off and did some of the easier ones you know because i didn't really have to you know yeah but, uh, um but then you had a little bit of c c plus plus you know you had you had some of those languages that were like like foundational languages right like lists and like those type of things you know those were in there in one class you had like a, I, in one class i had about five or six languages like COBOL and all, all in one class mm-hmm. and i didn't even really care about but those some of the foundational ones that that helped me a little bit more in the future and stuff you know but uh, i did want to get into this question that everybody wants to know mm-hmm. right and we've been i mean people have been talking about it because i've talked to a couple of uh data scientists um and they have their thoughts and stuff you know, but I want to hear your thoughts as programmers, right? <laughs> Will programmers be replaced, right, by AI, <laughs> by machine learning, by data science in general, you know, because um, you have, I mean, me personally, I work for Hitachi Rantara Federal right now, and we have a product called Pentaho. I think we talked about Pentaho, Brian, before. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. talked about, yeah, I'm yeah. familiar with it. Yep. So, so Pentaho, uh, is good with like that data visualization piece, like Tableau, yep. but it also does some data mining stuff. You can take data from different sources, mm-hmm. put it into say uh, uh, an Excel spreadsheet, and you can do some mining and, and find unique cases in there. And then you can, you know, and then you can make it visualize visualize it with visualize that data, you know, for from a value standpoint for anybody that wants to just see charts and graphs and all that cool stuff. Yep. You know, but they say, well, hey you don't even need programmers, right? Because of this, right? They're like, you don't need programmers anymore, you know? For yeah. So what's your thoughts on that? You know? um, yeah, I don't know if you want to go first, but um, <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, that kind of lingers in the back of my head all the time. It's, it's like the, the big fear. Um, I do think we will, I think it's, we will, we may get to a point where um, programmers are not needed. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I, what I'm, I don't know if we'll, we will allow it to get to that point though. Cause that, that's a pretty scary thing. Can y'all mind. stop it though? You're saying that y'all can possibly <laughs> stop it. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> Brian got some secret sauce behind there. That he... <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I reference this all the, all the time. I mean, don't, don't let Skynet take over, man. Please <laughs> don't let Skynet take over, man, please. Um, but I think uh, you've, you've got a bunch of tools now. Um, 
they've got like predictive analytics um, mm-hmm. uh, for soft, like software testing and stuff to kind of uh, uh, determine um, or kind of predict where there'll be um, issues in software. Um, it's, it's a bunch of things now where they'll, uh, essentially things are, code, are, are coded for you. You may only have to provide one or two or a couple parameters and then all of a sudden you've got this whole uh, uh, sheet of code or whatever you want to call it. I mean, um, mm-hmm. a lot of tools now have auto-generated um, um, code. I mean, hell, look at uh, wow. like Thrift, uh, like Thrift, um, Apache Thrift. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it, it can code in Python, Java, um, C, C++, I think it's a, Wait, it's by a yeah. So yeah, essentially you, it, it's a, it's a, it's just a communication, um, um, tool essentially. Um, oh, so wait it, a minute. I can code in one language and it can convert it over to the other. Is that what it usually does? Or? What it does is allows you, it allows, uh, any like different services to communicate with each other, no matter mm. what language essentially it's in. Um, mm. And it kind of dumbs it down for you. Uh, that's the, the beauty of it. But right. I mean, it's dangerous, man. I don't know. Right. I, I'm hoping that, um, <laughs> but it, it, we may get to a level where, you know, programmers may not be needed. I'm, I'm always thinking though, that they'll always need somebody to program the automated programmer. But again, if it's AI, then I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. And, and so, you know, I don't, I mean, at Tyrell, you can go ahead and, you know, respond to stuff because I, I personally don't think that AIs will replace the programmers, you know? I mean, of course, it will take time before, like, AI will be able to create, like, actual, I mean, well, I guess now they're creating actual production-worthy code, right? I mean, is that is that what's going? Do y'all see that, or do y'all see that at all? I mean, so um, I was actually uh, tuning into the uh, Microsoft Build conference a couple weeks ago. It might have been last week, and uh, one of the presentations they had was with one of the developers at OpenAI, mm-hmm. and um, they were able to use, like, I think, it was nat- natural language uh, processing. So they oh, had like a yeah. language a language model. Um, that was trained on like thousands of open source projects in, in GitHub, mm-hmm. and then um, they were able to use that that model to generate Python code. So essentially, they just had to oh, uh, nice. uh, type the method signature and then type like a comment string saying what they wanted to do. So, for example, um, I think the example they did was determine if the string was a palindrome, mm-hmm. and then the AI took over from there and and, and uh, wrote the method itself. Hey. Um, so I mean, they gave a couple other examples too that weren't so simple, uh, yeah. and showed how how they how it was still flawed and they had to go back and um and correct what the AI did. But um, so yeah, I don't think they're doing anything production production ready yet. But I do mm-hmm. think it's coming, and uh, I don't fear it. I actually I actually want to see it. I, <laughs> I want to see everything AI has to offer, even if that means Skynet. Uh-huh. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Look, uh, <laughs> that's crazy, man. But um, yeah, so I think eventually they will replace programmers in the in the aspect of uh, I guess the way programmers are thought of today. You know, sitting in front of keyboards writing code. Um, but I think our jobs will eventually shift 
to what? I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll all become data scientists. Yeah, uh, and and that's a good point. I mean, perhaps uh, you know maybe jobs will shift to maintaining the AI that develops the programs in the first place. You know, we'll see. But right. um, yeah, um, yeah. I think um, I I I think. I think y'all bringing up like crazy good points, you know, and I think um, I don't think that I, I think the, the right words that you used, Tyrell, was that it's going to shift. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like shifting the job role, right? You know, like because because we always talk about how I mean, people always cry and like, oh, my gosh, I might lose my job because of this robot or these artificial. I don't think. I don't think I think the next generation, whether it's programmers, whether it's you know working behind McDonald's, I don't care where it is. I mean, working behind a register at McDonald's or something like that. You know, right. I think you just kind of like we we're we're going to have to teach the new generation. The job market is going to be around how to that languages that maybe the AI people are are, are the AI and is already producing, right? Mm -hmm. Like maybe be able to kind of like like y'all roles when y'all get old. Right. Maybe maybe like I'm looking over the code that this AI already produced just to make sure it's legit. Yeah. And to make sure because you gotta have somebody you cannot let them take over to the point where you ain't got <laughs> nobody looking at this. Well Tyrell said he wanted Skynet, so I mean, let's go. You got I mean when it's when they come over there and just destroy you, you're gonna be like, nah, I am sorry, man. You gotta have a, a, a EMP ready. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> what's that? What's what's the EMP ready? Electromagnetic pulse. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, duh, okay. <laughs> it, it, it just wipes out any electronic devices, essentially, oh. within the, its vicinity. That's a good point, right? I mean, how, how can you, uh, I mean, is that is that something you think that will be able to uh, to help out with that? Or is that more of just like, ah, oh, just, just, just thinking, uh, not hypothetically, but just thinking uh, fantasy land kind of thing? Thank you for listening to the Data is My Science podcast, the show that makes data your passion with your host, Dapper Data.